The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, award-winning author Anne Graham Lutz. You know, I was raised in a committed Christian home. We, we loved Jesus, obeyed Jesus, served Jesus, told people about Jesus, but I didn't know about the Holy Spirit. For some reason, I don't remember learning about the Holy Spirit until I myself got into the scriptures. And I thought if I'm like that, then I, I wonder how many people sitting in church who love the Lord, who are serving Him, who love, you know, obey Him, and, but they don't really know who the Holy Spirit is. James, and we're especially delighted to have Ann Graham lots with us. Yeah, now what's this Graham? Who's this Graham? This is, <laughs> Might be somebody. Well, no, I mean, really, this is Graham name. What is this Grand Graham Lots? Who's this Graham? That would be Billy Graham's daughter. Billy Graham? His daughter. <laughs> I want to tell you something. You know, I, I love this family, and I was really blessed to sit in the presence of the Lord uh, at Dr. Billy Graham's funeral. Because I saw Jesus, I mean, all over the place. And it was, it was right. Here's a man that honored Jesus and loved you. Because you see, I got to talk to him a lot about how much he loved you. And you know, he always, he, he would just say to me, he said, you know, James, I think you can really preach. I, I don't do very good. I said, this is laughable. He said, no, no, you, you, do, you, you really, but, but he said, me, I don't even know why anybody listens to me. And he said, you know, when I, I give the invitation, I'm just always amazed. I'm amazed they're there and amazed they come. I said, Billy, it is the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit you talked about after Stephen Oford had talked to you about it and and you told the story in the room there. I, I, if I remember correctly, in Chicago, when you and the team, you were praying for the Holy Spirit power to come, and all of a sudden, the room was just like shaken with wind. And it was so strong that I, I believe it was T.W. that went to the window and threw it open to see, what is this wind outside? And it was totally calm. But in the room, there was a rushing mighty wind, and you remember that's when you said something wonderful happened. I said, Billy... It's the same thing with all of us. It's God, it's the Holy Spirit. And now then, here's his daughter, Anne, writing about Jesus in me, and it's the Holy Spirit. And here's Billy already preaching and pretty well known, and suddenly they have an unbelievable experience. Same was with us. I mean, you know what God did? He stretched me way beyond my Baptist boundaries. When God set me free, he said, you're going to go to the whole church, not part of the church, the whole church, and let them see they're my family, my body. You're going to everybody. Holy Spirit stretches us. He's still stretching some of Billy's family. He's still stretching Franklin and Ruth and all of them. And Ann, would you welcome Ann Graham Lotz back to life today? Thank you for You've been our friend and in our prayers, and, and you've been through a lot, and we talked about it in an earlier program. You can get them online, go back and watch as she 
spoke out some of this, what she's been through. But you were really inspired by God to write this. How do you explain that God moved on you so strongly that you would spend the time to write about the Holy Spirit? Let me give you preachers some outlines. Y'all just listen to this. <laughs> the person of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, the purpose of... Preachers, are you getting it? That's all peace. That's called alliteration. You get it? <laughs> the precepts of the Holy Spirit, the purity of the Holy Spirit, the providence of the Holy Spirit. You really came out with something. Why did you pour yourself into this book? What in the world happened? Everything I've written, James, the books that I've written come out of my own heart, you know, where I am at that time. And my husband had gone to heaven very suddenly and in a uh, tragic way and sense. And I just um, turned to the Holy Spirit or turned to the Lord in a way that, you know, if you have a husband to turn to, um, or a father to look to, then sometimes we don't depend on the Holy Spirit. But when my husband left and then my father left, then, then I became more aware of the Holy Spirit, I guess. And I feel like the Holy Spirit within um, the mainline evangelical church, and I hate to just paint stuff with a broad brush, but I am, and um, that he's, he's not taught. He's not represented sometimes mm. authentically. And I feel like... You know, like um, he described that experience that my father had. And I've not had a supernatural experience like, you know, like lightning flashing or flat on my face. Yeah, or, or a wind. You, know, yeah, you, you don't know. have to. Yes. And so this is my experience. And, and when I was writing it, I was rather intimidated because there are volumes written on the Holy Spirit and people can fight over the Holy Spirit and they can <laughs> argue and they have theological, so you know. And so this is, this is not a a full explanation of the Holy Spirit. It's just my experience of the Holy Spirit. But I can tell you it's authentic and it's real. And and I believe the Lord had me, he put this on my heart because I felt like there are a lot of people sitting in church like I was. You know, I was raised in a committed Christian home. We, we loved Jesus, obeyed Jesus, served Jesus, told people about Jesus, but I didn't know about the Holy Spirit. For some reason, I don't remember learning about the Holy Spirit until I myself got into the scriptures. And I thought if I'm like that, then I, I wonder how many people sitting in church who love the Lord, who are serving Him, who lo you know obey Him, and but they don't really know who the Holy Spirit is. And so he put this burden on my heart after my husband went to heaven and I began writing down who the Holy Spirit is. And, and as I did, then the Lord just fleshed it out. And my father went suddenly to heaven. I was diagnosed with cancer, so I had you know, um, just went deeper and deeper and deeper in my experience and my awareness of who the Holy Spirit is. And I can tell you that I would not be sitting here today and I would not have my wits about me and I wouldn't have a smile on my face had it not been for the Holy Spirit. And I believe one reason he came down in a sense in fullness um, and you've spoken to these people and told them how much you love them and I want to say I love you too because <laughs> when I first was diagnosed with cancer, I, the Lord told me from James 5 that the that are prayers of others, will you'll be healed through the prayers of others. And so I just put out the word, you know, social media and just ask Look, people to pray. And we did. And people, yes. All over the world people yeah. have prayed. And I believe the Holy Spirit moves on people's hearts so that people are still writing me weekly, still sending me emails, still praying for me, and mm -hmm. knowing that cancer is not something you you know, just immediately get over. It's it's a lifelong battle in a sense. And, and yet the Holy Spirit has blessed me. He surrounded me with himself, with love, with family, with friends. And, and so this book is my experience. And if it's my experience, it can be, none of our experiences are exactly the same. But when we 
profess faith in Jesus, when we come to the cross, like I did as a little girl, I confessed my sin, told God I was sorry, asked Jesus to come into my heart. He came into me, and I didn't know it at the time because I invited Jesus to come live inside of me, but he came in in the person of the Holy Spirit. And, and once I established that, then I get to know who Jesus is, I get to know the Holy Spirit, and I, I yield my life to him, and as I go through hard things, and Betty and I were talking in that last segment, the difficult mm -hmm. things, the pressures, the pain, the problems, if we all yield our lives at that point, then they just break us, and, and I think expand our capacity to be filled mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. So rather than resist them or harden our hearts, or um, we talked about clay before in the potter's hand, and the clay, when it becomes brittle, the potter has to break it again and remake it. As Jeremiah 18 said, mm -hmm. he just had to remake the pot, and then, Corinthians tells us that each one of us are clay vessels, but, but the point is not to draw attention to the clay, but that the Holy Spirit in and through us would, would come so that people can see Jesus in me and Jesus in you, and they're drawn to Jesus. You know, so the purpose is not to draw people to ourselves or even to the Holy Spirit. Our purpose and the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to shape us, guide us, equip us, and all that so that people are drawn to Jesus exactly. and not only come to the cross, but then yield their lives to him and, uh, and we serve him and surrender to him until one day we see him face to face. Well, you know, a lot so, of times it's easy, I think, easier for people to see the Holy Spirit working in us when everything's good and yeah. we're on the mountaintop. Yeah. But I have really come that special relationship yeah. to as I'm sure it sounds yeah. like you've experienced yeah. Yeah. through the heartache yes, and things. That's right. I realized when I am weak, yes. he is strong. That's right. That's right. And he has become stronger in my yeah. life through yeah. those weaknesses. Yeah, that's right. And I, he's taught me. Yeah. He's made me stronger. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I actually think, Betty, when everything's going well, and our hair is always right, and our shoes <laughs> yeah. are always matching, our clothes yeah. are always, you know, Feel pretty and good. we have enough money, and our children obey us, and our husband loves us, then people just shrug that off, yeah. you know, because anybody can be kind and loving and happy, no. and, but it's when your husband walks out, and your kids are rebelling, and you right. don't have enough money to see you through the month, and you're still sweet and kind and mm -hmm. have joy, then people say, you know, that's not natural. That's got to be supernatural. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's Jesus yeah. and her, that's you right. know, so. Um, well, it's all over you, uh, Ann. I've known you a long time and you've been here many times and I always come full of the word. But there is a, what I think has happened is you become more aware, aware of this person in you and this manifest power. So the manifestation of it, you, you become a vessel yielded so that this river of love and life and peace and joy and comfort just flows through you. And even now, you're comforting people with the comfort with which you've been comforted. Yeah, yeah. And that's Holy Spirit is yeah, the comforter. Yeah, yeah, He's right. the supernatural comforter. Right. I mean, Betty and I couldn't be sitting. When you say, people say that losing a child is perhaps mm -hmm. the greatest pain a person mm -hmm. can experience. And of course, we've experienced that. Mm -hmm. But I've watched a lot of my friends say goodbye to their spouse. Mm -hmm. Some of them been married a long time, just like with you. That's gotta be unbearable. Mm -hmm. I, when my friend told me he was about to say, they told his wife's leave it. I, I, I couldn't even talk mm -hmm. because I couldn't even imagine. Mm -hmm. So these things are very very, very real what we go through, but the Holy Spirit is the one. And I, we see the Holy Spirit on you. He's just there. And the and Holy you, Spirit balances that pain. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit yes. can take the sting away mm -hmm. so that it's not, um, that you don't curl up not in a fetal position and no, go back to bed, true. you know. you. So it's, that's right. He, he makes it bearable, but not just somehow, but triumphantly. Yeah. And and the Holy Spirit, and plus this life is not all there is, James. You no. know? So the, the best is yet to come. Yeah. And I feel like the Lord taught me after my husband went, 
from Philippians, you know, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So I knew my husband was gain. He was better off. Mm -hmm. And for me to live is Christ. And then the next verse says, and if I'm left here, it's because I have more fruitful labor. And I feel mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm fine if the Lord takes me, I want yeah. to go to heaven and I want to see my husband. I want to see my daddy and my mother, you know, but if he leaves me here, then I have more fruitful That's labor right. and I'm okay. So I'm okay to go. I'm okay to stay. <laughs> so, but I don't have small, now if I had babies, you yeah. know, or small children, I might feel differently, but I, but yeah. I feel like I'm, I hold life loosely. So I just want the Lord to, to use my life in the short span I have left to draw people to Jesus, that they might know him. And there can't be anything more intimate than having Jesus inside of me in the person of the Holy Spirit. So it's a, a personal relationship he's offering. That's, uh, in fact, I introduced the book. I, I was out walking. I'm, I'm a walker, so I walk maybe two and a half miles a day. And I've, I've gotten back up to that after all this That's the year. most I'm important so single thing yeah. people can uh, do. All who understand health yeah. say that even Harvard just yeah. did a study yeah. say that is the single most important thing you can do for well, your if health. If I can get out and do that, it's a stress reliever for one sure. thing, but it also helps with energy and all of that. But as I was walking, I thought sometimes I have a friend who walks with me. And so when we discuss politics, we discuss the world situation, we discuss our children, <laughs> we discuss you know what we're going to get at the grocery store. And, and, just, and when I walk with her, it's like the time just passes so fast and, and the walk was just almost easy. When I walk by myself, it's like, can I make it to the next bend? Can I make it around the lake? I just feel, you know, and you just, and I thought what I need is a walking partner for life. I need somebody that I can discuss world politics with, somebody that I can confide in, somebody I can talk to about my children. I want somebody who understands me, who knows me, who loves me. And I thought, you know, I don't have to look for somebody like that. I just look within. That's who the Holy Spirit is. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit is someone I can talk to, somebody who I can confide in. He never breaks the confidence. Somebody who's utterly trustworthy and somebody who loves me. And I, this was a new thought. Um, when I was studying the Holy Spirit because it says not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And, and we grieve for those we love. I grieve for my husband. I grieve for my mother. I grieve for my father because I love them. Sure. And so when it says not to grieve the Holy Spirit, I thought the way I grieve him, the only way I could grieve him is because he loves me. Mm. And so if I do the right thing, he rejoices. But if I do the wrong thing, he grieves. And it, and it just struck me that he's emotionally involved in my life. And I yes, thought when is. I received Jesus, he was sort of assigned to me. You know, Holy Spirit has to go into Anne, you know, and then one day he'll <laughs> present me to the Father and say, well, I did the best I could. And uh, <laughs> But I found out it's not, it, the Holy Spirit yeah. loves me. And, it's, and he is all caught up in making me into a person that reflects the image of Jesus. This so, is really good. Well, it's this precious. This is really yeah. good. Because I think sometimes we're afraid of the Holy Spirit. We think he's and I just use the word spooky. Yeah. You know, we think that he's mystical and, and he's not, he's Jesus, in, mm -hmm. the invisible Jesus living inside of me. And anybody who receives Jesus by faith receives the Holy Spirit. But then I think the, the purpose is to sort of let him loose. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember Alan Redpath, great old British Bible <laughs> teacher, but um, he gave a definition for being filled with the Holy Spirit. He said it's moment by moment surrender to the moment by moment filling. So wow. you just moment wow. by moment surrender to his Excellent. moment by moment control and the Holy Spirit just, so it involves continual confession of mm -hmm. sin and just opening up our hearts. And then when we go through those hard things, the Lord breaks us and we, he breaks our will. He breaks our water, Excellent. all the things we want, <laughs> you know, we think we have to have to be happy. And he just strips us right down. I've been stripped right down. <laughs> and I can tell you when I'm stripped right down, I'm more full than I've ever been <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit fills, yeah. fills you. When you're an empty vessel, he just fills you. 
and you are flowing. It is, it is like a vessel overflowing and it's flowing. Do you all see Jesus flowing out of Ann Graham Lodge? Would you just say, thank you, God. Thank you, Ann. Thanks, Billy and Ruth, for giving us kids that magnify the Lord. Boy, we're proud of you. This woman has a gift from God. I kind of gave you some of the outline. She really helped all you preachers. Bless you. But what she's talking about is real, and you can see it in her. It's for you. The Holy Spirit is here to fill you to overflowing with Jesus. Father, I pray everyone listening will just invite you to come in, not as just resident, but as King Jesus, president, Lord of Lords, King of Kings, every year of their life. In Jesus' name, invite him in. Would you like to say thanks to Ann for sharing? One of the greatest joys, Ann, this is so amazing. Betty and I have tried with life today because people like to hear me preach, but God said, I want you to be a servant. That's the most effective. And when Franklin wanted to know why I wasn't doing the crusades all the time, I said, because God told me to serve you and serve others. And we'd win more people wherever we did that, and I'm going to keep doing that. But here's what we do. We bring people in that you know, that you see Jesus glow in them. And we bring people in, Ann, that nobody knows, mm -hmm. and they see Jesus right. glowing. Yeah. Many of them saw Jesus in a very quiet, very shy homemaker. <laughs> and she shows them Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you know what they don't think? They say, well, I can't talk like James, but maybe I can glow like me. Oh. <laughs> and so see, here's the deal. You can. You can. You know what you showed us? When we came home and showed you hungry, thirsty, precious little least of these overlooked, you said, God notices. You pointed at them, James. We notice, and we're going to touch them the way Jesus said to touch the least of these, and you've done it. It's been a miracle. I want you to watch right now because you got a chance to be the miracle Jesus wants us to be and the answer to someone's prayer. Watch. We had heard about how bad the conditions are in this village and we started the next morning to just talk to mothers. Almost every mother we spoke to told a similar story of at least losing one child, but some had lost two or three children. We asked one of the mothers, you know, where do you get food from? She said, we have no food. She said, we literally have no food. One of the mothers we spoke to was Maria, a young woman who had beautiful twin daughters. Both babies recently became ill with the unmistakable signs of malnutrition, but one of them deteriorated far too rapidly to react. Maria can't allow herself to mourn. The sorrow makes her physically ill. So she pushes away the thoughts and tries to focus on her remaining daughter. She's doing all she can to survive. But without food, Maria fears that she will live the same nightmare again. Maria 
please help us today to bring mission feeding to this area because we cannot do it without you. If you'll knit your hearts and your hands with us, and if you'll do what you can do, you'll enable us to do what we have to do, and that is establish mission feeding here and save these children's lives. lost a daughter to cancer and people like you put arms of love around us with your prayers. As I was looking at that precious mother, Betty and the little sister, the little baby on her back, I think these women, most beautiful women in the world that just love their children so much. And they, they're the greatest source of joy because they are poor. And when we found out that we could save their lives and give them a future, we started doing it. But we, we sold things here at the ministry and we started supporting and we didn't know if anybody would join us. And so we started telling you and Betty and I started going to the ends of the earth to show you a need that love could meet. And with amazement, you stepped up. We have saved somewhere between 13 and 15 million lives. Did you hear what I just said? Like that. Little ones, 13 to 15 million. That's, that's the reports from the nations where we saved them. When I say we, who is that? That's us. So we give people a future and a hope, and we show them how to get on their feet, and we teach them responsibility, accountability, and even how to work. You saw a lot of children lined up there in that area we were feeding, and they had clothes given and donated, and a lot of them came from all the different parts of the world and made them look nice even though they're poor. And then we're feeding them food that you give. And Betty, it's been the most amazing thing. Right now, we've got 400,000 children in need. Mm. Situations just like that. Now think about what I'm saying. This is a miracle. For $30, $50, $100, we can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next months. Would you please, would you please help us feed 10? Could you do that? Surely you could help three or five, 30, 50, 100. There are many of you that have been so blessed you could help us feed 100, you'd give $1,000. I really believe that. All I'm asking you to do is be an answer to that mother's heart cry. She's already lost a child. She won't lose another one. She's working, she's trying to find a little grain and it's so meager, but we not only feed them and stabilize then we encourage schools and we do the feeding there so they get an education. And everywhere we feed, girls who are taught to work, the attendance of girls goes up 70% because only about 10 to 20% attend until we feed. Listen to me, it's a miracle. We have some beautiful gifts. Anthony Evans' CD, his songs, altered became number one right off. We're sending this incredibly gifted, beautiful music from Anthony Evans, Tony Evans' son. You know Priscilla Shower, this Evans family, beautiful, we love them. We're sending that to say thank you. We've got the beautiful mugs filled with joy, filled with faith. For those of you who will receive the CD, but also both mugs, if you just say, James, I can give $100. You can. You give $1,000, we've got it the beautiful bronze in the arms of the shepherd. That's what you're doing. 
Would you right now please go get your, your checkbook and write a check to life, but call us and tell us what you're mailing, or would you go online? Go get your bank card, use it like a check, or dial that number. People have been calling and saying, I want to know God as Father. Would you please call right now and say, I'm going to help you feed 10 kids, five kids or three. There's some level you can be an answer to somebody's prayer. Please do it right now. If you put it off, chances are it'll be put off. Go do it right now. Thank you for doing it. Mission Feeding began with a promise to be there in times of crisis for thousands of hurting and hungry children in their time of need. Now more than ever, we need your help to save lives by feeding and caring for children across the continent of Africa. With food reserves gone and many areas experiencing severe famine, we urgently need to replenish our supplies to reach the 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your gift of love can be the miracle answer to a desperate mother's prayer. Call now with your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 that will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. With your gift, we'll send you the Altered Worship CD by Anthony Evans. This powerful full-length album includes unique versions of some of today's most cherished worship songs that are sure to uplift and inspire you. With your gift of $100 or more, please request a filled with faith and joy travel mug set. These 12 ounce mugs are crafted with large handles, double layered insulation, and vacuum sealed lids to prevent spills. Each mug includes a message to remind you of God's blessings and faithfulness. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request our commemorative bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I can't tell you how excited I am that I believe the love of God that Ann talks about the Holy Spirit is being expressed through you that you would reach out and touch and touch the least of these with the love of God that you won't ever see in person. But you're going to be the miracle some mother prayed for, some child needed, some family. We can be the miracle that the world is longing for by delivering Holy Spirit Jesus in us and doing what he says. We'll send you Ann's book. You help us feed a child and say, would you mind sending me that book? I can get it online or at the bookstore. Well, yes, you help us help somebody else and say, would you mind sending me that book? You better believe it. Along with your other gifts to bless you because you are giving the greatest gift. Would all of you join me and Betty saying thanks to Ann for coming here. Ann, we love you. And we appreciate you family. God can do the same thing. Thanks for watching Life Today. And like I say all the time, share life every day.
when planning your future, keep their future in mind. Contact Life Planning Services today. Tomorrow, Ruth Graham opens up about her struggle with unforgiveness toward others and herself. And at that point, I realized that forgiveness was so much more than that. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.